First and foremost, thank you so much, Crystal, for joining the new season. I really, really appreciate you for being here today. How are you? I am great. I am great making that transition from Clubhouse to video. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what you think How of? You? I'm good. Right before we got on this, and I, I'm so glad you were able to come on Clubhouse too. You know, I love how we support each other, you know, from a distance. But you can tell, oh, Crystal, oh, favor. You know, you can see that there's there's that connection. And doing this is just a good way to really break that ice so that people know that we actually are connected and we're helping each other build each other's, you know, communities overall. Right, right, for sure. My name is Crystal. Um, I am a Pinterest strategist for product sellers, um, primarily, like you said, Shopify e-commerce store owners. And I've been using Pinterest for like seven years for my own business. And I make um, giant photo props and uh, like custom collages for athletes. So I, Pinterest is a really great place for me because the, the things I make are very visual in nature, you know. Um, but when I moved my shop to Shopify and I connected Pinterest and Shopify, life changed, you know, and, and over the last year, even in the midst of a pandemic, over the last year, my business just exploded. And I know that it has to be that Shopify Pinterest connection. And so, you know, I want to share that with as many Shopify owners as I can. Thank you. I know I'm team Wix, you're team Shopify and this, we still got a rocket, <laughs> but, but they're doing so yes. well. I should, I should have made a sign that said Team Shopify. <laughs> Next time we do something like this, I'm going to make my sign. Okay, okay, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. This is exciting because I, I would love to know one thing about Shopify when it comes to e-commerce and connecting to Pinterest, because that's an area people are like, oh, you didn't, you could have a Pinterest shop. I didn't know that, you know, so what's that process like? Well, Shopify is powered by a lot of different apps and um, Shopify has like an approved app store and then they have approved app partners. And Pinterest is one of those approved partners. It's also, you know, kind of like Facebook, and integrating your Facebook pixel or something like that with your shop. Um, but what Pinterest does is they they integrate with um, Shopify so that when people click on your picture, it takes them to your Shopify store. And then Pinterest has a program that it goes beyond just the initial connection of the Shopify store in a Pinterest account, um, something called the Verified Merchant Program. And that is where the magic happens with Shopify because if you have a different kind of account, we've talked about this before, if you have a different type of account, there are some coding things that you need to do to upload your catalog to Pinterest. So that's the challenge using a different um, website because there's some different things that you have to do in order to make your catalog readable and you know you have to make the right you know spreadsheet file, all that type of stuff. 
and upload it to Pinterest. There's a little bit of um, complicated technical stuff there. With Shopify, it automatically imports your catalog. So, you know, there's a, there's a few things you have to have. You have to have, you know, like your terms of service page, you have to have your shipping policy, all those things very well um, positioned on your homepage so that, you know, uh, Pinterest knows that you, you have these policies. But once those are verified and, um, you know, Pinterest knows that you have their, their checklist of things that you need to have, be a verified merchant, they upload your catalog and then it becomes a seamless experience and you show up in Pinterest, on Pinterest in ways that you never did before. And it's, it's just fantastic. That's amazing. I love the fact that it automatically does the work for you without you having to stress about what spreadsheet to upload, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly why I switched to Shopify because I was, oh, this is so embarrassing to say, but I had my GoDaddy website builder <laughs> website, you know, and they were always very slow to, and sorry, my printer decided to wake up. Um, GoDaddy was always very slow to respond to the changes in tech, you know, so if another platform said do this, but you needed your website to be able to respond to the outside platform, GoDaddy was slow, you know, it would take them a couple extra months or longer to roll out something that was compatible with the external website. And because I used Pinterest for so long, as soon as I heard about the Verified Merchant Program, I was like, that is for me. You know, I have to be a part of that because Pinterest drives so much traffic to my website. I, why not just take out that, you know, click, that extra click of having to go to my website, website and shop. I want my people to just be able to shop right there on Pinterest where they're finding me. And so, you know, I needed that capability. The website that I had at the time just couldn't do it for me and I didn't have the tech knowledge to do all that extra catalog stuff. So I switched to Shopify and it just, my business just took off. So, so I, are you saying that because you did that, it changed how your website was being seen from Pinterest? I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we all want traffic. So that's the first indication that something is going well, that people are becoming aware of our product, right? So my traffic numbers shot up and then my revenue numbers followed. So mm. anything that was the, the biggest change was the integration with Shopify and Pinterest because then Shopify will pin on my business's behalf to a products page. And it's completely automated. Mm, yeah. That's the difference. Your website is a standalone, but the Pinterest shop now takes you into the collective market. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Pinterest is doing so many new things. Like, um, I just got a notification yesterday that um, there's a select group of people who are getting um, the ability to make their idea pins shoppable. So mm. you can actually tag your uh, tag your products or even affiliate links, you know, affiliate products in those. And so I tried yesterday; it wasn't working for me yet, but it's going to be working soon. And then I imagine they'll be rolling that out in the future to others. And is this only for product-based owners, or this is for people who can product tag their pins? I think it's for anybody who can product tag their pins. Yeah, so again, like the affiliate link 
that's a big one, you know, for people who do a lot of affiliate marketing and promotion of other people's products, you'll be able to, you know, incorporate your affiliate link in there. This is why we're on this We Don't Play podcast. You don't see this on Google. Like, you can search for it, but you're not going to find this exclusive information. I'm glad that you said that because people have been wondering, what are we going to do with idea pins when we can't click on them? We can only make a copy. If if we can hyperlink those copies, that would be crazy too. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Like I said yesterday, I tried to make it make a new one where I could tag my products, and it didn't let me. But I did it on desktop, so I will try again on my phone today and see if that works. Um, but like I said, they 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 specified that they were rolling it out, you know, over the next couple of weeks. So I'll just keep checking every day until I have it. And I'm so excited because you know those ideas are what they're pushing out. So if they're pushing that out and then people can then, you know, click on it and, you know, zoom in and check it out and then say, oh, I want more information right now. Boom. They're ready to shop. I mean, it's just, it's, again, it's a seamless thing that just makes it better for the client experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kudos to Pinterest. They are always thinking about the client experience. And I can really appreciate that. Yeah, I think so too. Even with the Pinterest Live, I love how they're doing that. I heard that they were not bringing it back in this. I saw it again in June. And I was like, okay, maybe they're really pushing this because creators are actually now being credited for their service. You know, on Pinterest, people wonder how hard is it to get found, how to do this. But those SEO tactics will help you skyrocket what you're already doing practically, you know? Yeah, and you know, I didn't even think about this, but a lot of the changes that they made in terms of impressions really make sense about giving credit to the creators because it used to be that if you, if I pinned your stuff and people liked it, I got credit for it. And in reality, that's not quite right. You know, I mean, that, that credit should have went back to you. So I think, I think that's something I hadn't even thought about until right this second because a lot of people didn't like the changes um, in terms of like their impressions going down because of pins that weren't their original pins. They were no longer getting credit for those pins. Yeah. Um, but now I really see the value in that because it, it really it it simplifies and you know makes that relationship between creator and client so much easier. You know, it's just so much more streamlined and. You know, one reason why I love Pinterest is I was never one of those people that was pinning other people things. You know, it's like, look, if I'm working on my own, I got to maximize my time. I don't have time to promote everybody else's stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I've always used Pinterest as a direct line of communication to my end user. And I think that's why I had a lot of success last year where a lot of people were trying to adjust. I was already thinking about my end user from the time that I uploaded a pin to you know that and that type of thing that that thought process that withstands any algorithm change you Mm. know so i am kind of proud of myself about that yeah that's a that's a huge achievement honestly because i'm thinking somebody has just heard what you said and they're wondering okay how do i do that with my business like where should i start that's always the first question from that end consumer byproduct standing what should they be able to do well, I think I always tell people the the first thing you have to identify is like what you want to be known for. 
you know, um, because whatever you put out on Pinterest, it's probably going to get some traction, but you want traction or do you want to target your dream person and promote your perfect product? You know, those are the, those are the better questions to ask. So, um, for an established business, you know, they have an advantage because they already know like what's profitable, you know, like if you've been in business for a while, you know what you want more of, you know, what product is the best product for your business to make money. So that's where I would focus. You know, if I was a, an established business, I would focus on the things that are already working for me, that are already making me the most money and what I want to be known for. I would promote those things as a new business. You know, I would be, I would be, I would be working to establish that for myself. You know, like what is it that I want to be known for? If I could just choose one thing where people thought senior night, Crystal Waddell, you know, what do I want to be known for? You know, and then you build your content around that. And in that way, when people are looking for that thing, they're used to finding you, you know, they might see other people's uh, work um, and related, <laughs> related images or whatever, but they know you, you know? And yeah. so that's what I would recommend is you, know, you just really have to think about what it is that you want to be known for and what is profitable what do you want to sell more of and then double down on that on pinterest yeah i love what you said because i was talking about this just recently when we're talking about the the summit um early on clubhouse and linkedin and zoom that they were they were getting to understand that there's pinterest keywords right which are everybody knows but there's primary keywords and there's secondary keywords and when you think about those secondary keywords, those things really help your primary target. So have you used that in your senior night to like help people know, okay, class back to school? Like what are the secondary terms that lead them back to senior night? Well, I guess the way that I've approached it, it might be a little bit different. It might be the same thing that you're saying. It's just like my terminology might be different. Um, because for me, keywords on Pinterest leads to keywords. You know, that's always been my thing. Like yeah. keywords lead to keywords. And I use that same strategy on Instagram, which I'll go into here. But using it on Pinterest is very simple because Pinterest is a search engine and it has the search bar at the top. So when I type in senior night, I also get suggestions from Pinterest of related searches. So that's how I write my content for Pinterest. And you know, how I incorporate keywords because I know what I want to be known for. I know what I want to be found for, but I use the Pinterest search bar to find other terms that people might use to find the very thing that I sell. And that way, hopefully it closes the gap between, you know, what they think my product's called and what I call it, you know, but at the end of the day, they get to what they're looking for. That's amazing. Now I'm thinking about someone's shop on Pinterest. When people shop on Pinterest, do you have an idea of how they shop? Yeah, well, and this is kind of funny because um, we've talked before, like I run Pinterest ads now as well. You know, like I'm all in on Pinterest people, you know, like I believe in the organic and I believe in the paid. So, yeah. Um, but what's really funny about one of my ads is it was performing really, really well. And I decided to go look at it, you know, and just see it from the user's perspective. And I went to click on it. And this beautiful girl was holding my photo prop 
but she was also wearing this beautiful yellow dress that had a ruffle mm. across the top. And Pinterest was tagging the dress. And so I thought, well, that's interesting, you know, because I don't want them to go to the dress. You know, I don't want them to go look for the dress. I want them to look for the photo bra. Yeah. But, you know, it was a crazy thing, though, because it still was driving traffic to my website. Like, I can see on Shopify where the traffic's coming from, and I can see exactly which pin it's coming from. So that's really neat. And this yellow ruffled dress was sending me all sorts of traffic. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking about it yesterday too, about the blue and the pink, because when people are also thinking about what they're posting, they forget that the color that they're uploading also matters, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? You just, you, that kind of blows my mind because I didn't realize that, but it's like, yeah, I guess my people really like the color yellow. You know, <laughs> exactly, and do an experiment, you know. right? Think about doing maybe a few yellow posts, a few red posts, because I've seen your ads as well, like back to back to back, and I love that because it shows that within the feed, it's resonating with what I'm looking for, it's resonating with the person I know. It just tells me a lot of things, it's not just showing me a random ad, I can actually see someone that is communicating with me from a different space, but not necessarily directly on Pinterest. Yeah, and that's what I love about Pinterest ads because Pinterest is all about inspiration, right? So even your ads are an inspiration. So if someone's going down um, the feed, looking at different things, your ad isn't like an ad that pops up on Facebook and gets on your nerves and you want to close it. You know, it doesn't, it like on, on Instagram when you're swiping in your stories, you know, you'll get an ad, you're like, who is this person? You know, why, why are they even here right now? You know, you don't get interrupted. And I think uh, Pinterest uses that word, but you don't get interrupted. You're just, it's, it's just more inspiration. Yeah. You know, it's related to what you're searching for. It's related to what you've been supporting. Pinterest just gives you more of what you like. And so whether it's an ad or whether it's just a regular Pinterest image, it's something that you know you've expressed some sort of interest in it, interest in, and that's why you're seeing it. So I love that about Pinterest. You know, like they really, they really help you find your target and just continue to remind your target, hey, we're still here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Still here. Hope you're having a good day. Exactly. That is so so true. I'm thinking about what you said, and the thing that popped up in my head is just like that. Literally, bingo. Call to action. Call to actions are so undermined. And sometimes people think call to action is buy now, shop now. I just learned yeah. recently, those are low conversion points. If you say things like buy now, learn more, discover, people are not going to discover because they don't even know you. <laughs> so, right. How, right. so how do you trigger those call to actions so that it's tailored to your business for Pinterest? Okay, well, I'm sorry. You a question before I answer that question. <laughs> okay. What are what are the better call to actions? <laughs> okay, I would say when you think about call to action content, what comes to my mind is the result you get from what you tell them to do without having to tell them directly. For example, when I did the Google Search Console Insights Reel, and I also put it on on Pinterest as well. I got more conversions in responses than possibly likes 
because more people came to my DM asking me for the link because I said it in my speech on the video. I didn't put, I didn't say click here to buy more. I said, send me a message and let me know. So that was a call to action that was active, passive, listening. And when I did that, I was like, oh, people actually listen to what I'm saying. So, cause some people just scroll. So for me, the call to action that I see is the commercial and the informative keywords. You know, we have instructional types, like best places to go, how to guides. But I think when you tell someone to find out their best recipe, you know, and they click on that, now they're thinking, I don't know what the recipe is going to be. So they find out. But that find out is not just find out to learn more, if that makes sense. It's in context to the, to the actual description. Yeah, because they want to actually make the thing. Yeah. Um, well, I think call to actions, first of all, if I could do anything and change anything in my Pinterest history, it would be to add call to actions to my original pins. Because, you know, I started pinning like seven or eight years ago. And, um, and that's the thing on Pinterest. Sometimes you can't tell whether, you know, something is just an idea or it's something that you can actually purchase for yourself, you know? Mm. So my older pins might, not only are they older because they were like my first days of work, you know, my first few years of work, um, they might've looked a little bit like a DIY, <laughs> um, but you know, there was no call to action to say, hey, if you like this and you want me to make one for you, I can make one for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe I just need to do a video like this, you know, and just say, do you want me to make one for you? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> have them click through. Um, but call to actions of any kind are just so important because um, people need to know like, oh, she can help me with this. You know, like this isn't just an idea I can save for later. In my case, this is a product that I can purchase for someone that I love and give them the feeling that I just had when I looked at it. That was like, whoa, that mm. is so cool. You know, so um, first of all, call to actions in general are just so important. Now, in terms of creative call to actions, you know, I'm guilty of the learn more. Um, I've heard people say, you know, don't put click on anything in Pinterest, like click here or whatever. And I put that before I knew that you weren't supposed to do it. And those pins are still doing fine, you know? So yeah. part of me is like, maybe I should go back to putting click here, you know? Because that's the other thing. Sometimes people don't know they can click on something, you know? Like if you don't tell them, they don't know. And we assume so much, um, I think from the business side, I was just talking to a girl today in Clubhouse about this. It's like, we think about things from the business side so much that sometimes we've forgotten how to think like a consumer, mm. you know? And a consumer isn't thinking that hard when they're just scrolling through, you know? <laughs> so they need a call to action. They need some instructions. They need to know, you know, how it works um, to like engage with that particular piece of content or whatever. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, call to action, super important. And, you know, you know, being creative with it is good, but being clear is more important. So I just say, you know, at the end of the day, if you can't get your message across very clearly in a creative way, just be straightforward with it. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to click here? Do you want them to buy now? Do you want them to see more? You know, yeah, just if you can't do something like what you're talking about and actually, you know, 
you know, visually connect with them and, and tell them what you want to happen, at least give them a call to action that's going to lead to the result that you want because then they'll know what to do. So. Yeah, exactly. I think also another thing when you, when you think about engagement, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if you've tried this, is on the audience insights where when you have an engaged audience, because it shows you in your analytics, it shows you impressions, your total audience, your engaged audience, who are clicking. There's a section in your audience insights that tells you the total audience size, and then it tells you your engaged size. Have you ever looked at those two to see what happens in the affinity scores? It's funny that you said that because I was actually just looking at that yesterday and I was looking at it for my client and then I was looking at it for myself. Um, I didn't dive into it, but I was taking some screenshots of it so that I could come back and, and check that out. But I would definitely be open to your suggestions of like how to disseminate that information. Because mm. for whatever reason, um, the highest affinity for my audience is finance. Me so too. I thought that was interesting. Yep. Because you're thinking about it, finance, that's what people are going to use to get what your product is, you know? They want to know, can, are you financially, like, do you have that financial trust? A motivational quote, something that can elevate their day. It doesn't have to be a whole credit bureau kind of talk, you know? It's not going to be, it's going to get more complicated. So if it's financial planning, like for me, it tells me financial planning, right? Now, if it shows financial plan, the next thing is insurance, it's banking, it's investments, it's budgeting. That is completely different from what we're doing, right? But when you now switch it and you switch the percentage of the audience and you change, you flip it now and you see what is ranking first, you're going to start seeing a difference. You will now see finance. You're going to see things like education, foods and drinks, art, home decor. I don't know if you see the same thing too. Yeah, and honestly, what I really want to start targeting more is schools and education. So, you know, I think that would be a smart thing to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, and you just gave me some great ideas, you know, for content. Although, if I were to do something related to finance or, you know, just a, a motivational quote um, related to finance, where would I point that pin to? I mean, then do I need to write a blog that relates to it? Because I don't really have anything on my website that makes sense for that pen. Mm. You know, I don't know. Maybe I do something on Instagram or something, but, you know, it's just like, okay, where do I want that pen to lead is my next question. That's true because the most relevant board you pin that post to is where it's going to determine its ranking. I would say yeah. that if it's not there, I would either create a section or I would create a new board and just focus on education. Like now you'd be educating them about your products and you're also educating them about financial decisions they can be able to take, you know? So it sounds like a whole different platform, but that could be an idea that you can give them to get inspired to know, okay, she's teaching me how to save my money. So I'm going to spend some on you, you know? Well, and you just gave me a beautiful idea because um, one of the things I actually talked about, you know, is like, you know, preparing for the end of senior year, right? And a lot of people are preparing to go to college. And so with college, there's financial aid. 
and I actually gave away my first scholarship this year from my business. Um, so, you know, that all of that kind of ties together and I can very easily create a new board related to like, you know, financial planning for college, you know, whatever keywords make sense for that, but I could easily do that and that's going to hit my target again in a different way. Um, and you're so right. And I can, you know, I've already got a couple articles about it on my blog, but I could write another one. Um, but that's, that's a really great idea and definitely something I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Why not? Because I think right now education is really where the, the growth comes. Because if you're able to educate your audience, that's the yeah. beginning of Lord knows where it can take you to. Because now you're educating them about your product. Because education is big. You can learn about math, physics, science you know space you can learn about all those things but if you take that education piece because people want to get educated some people that have never thought about those things may look at you differently and say oh maybe i could try this and that's education in itself so i think when you break it down and then you click on education if you look inside education you can see they have top subjects they have science they have history it just sounds like it's schoolwork you know but i think when you take the actual content and say okay education and talk about subjects and then in that subject you're training the algorithm to now teach them about your product and with the keywords that you want to rank for at some point that education curve is going to go towards that process as a primary keyword that's what i got to notice yeah no i love that and i mean this is why this is another reason why i love pinterest you know because I, I, I've been talking a lot on Clubhouse about just being stuck in that traffic phase, you know, being stuck in traffic awareness and just trying to get people to know that you exist. But Pinterest allows you to get a more holistic look about, you know, of your client. And, you know, on a more simple level, one of the ways I've discovered this um, hasn't been necessary for, necessarily from analytics, but say someone pins one of my pins. Well, I like to go and look at that person's profile and see what else they're pinning, you know? Yeah. And so then I can see, oh, wow, you know, this person also likes cars. Or um, one thing that I found in common from a lot of the women that I pin my pins, is the food aspect, a lot of them were into keto mm. or, you know, healthy meals, fast meals, whatever. And so, you start to get an idea of you know the other pieces of this person's life and that's been a way to to like say okay well i can write something about this because this is something that my my ideal person is interested in and i think it's thoughtful you know i mean pinterest has thought, taught me more about thoughtfulness in marketing than anything because as a potential client you know, if so, I mean, everybody just wants to be known, right? Everybody just wants to be seen and, you know, feel like they matter in the world and that someone understands them, yeah. right? So if you, as a business owner, take the time to try and understand your person and say, hey, here's some resources that might help you, you know, not just with my product, but in your life, because these are the things that you're facing right now, that builds a level of trust that, you know, you know, it supersedes the, just the basic transaction of sales. You know, that's, that's where the relationships are truly built and the trust is built. 
So, you know, that's what Pinterest has taught me that. Pinterest has taught me that my client is more than a transaction. They are more than this one-time communication. They give me money, I give them a product, we say have a nice day. No, they're a person, they have families, they have hopes, they have dreams, and we can all be a part of that. You know, we can share in that with each other if we want to. Yeah, I think so too. And I think once people stop thinking about how much they're gonna make, and think about how much impact they're gonna create, that's when they're gonna really see that more people are gonna actually enjoy them and be with them. You don't wanna be with someone who's rich and naggy. You know, it's not it's not cool. You know, that's that's on the heights of everything. You'd rather be with someone that is able to understand you, grow with you, learn from you, take mistakes easily, and still become vulnerable and still able to understand that we're all in this journey together. No one is better than the other. We're just helping each other grow. Like what you helped me with today, I could help you with something else tomorrow. And Pinterest is all about that inspiration, like you said. So some people I I get to hear, and I think this is one factor. I think you've heard this too, is that they don't have time to post on Pinterest. That's a big problem. Have you have you been able to tackle that before? Yes, but I I want to address something real quick about the clients um, that you were just talking about because. Um, not to go too far off on a tangent here, but over the years, I've raised my prices, you know, and I've raised my prices for a variety of reasons. Number one, not making any money, you know, that's a problem, right? So you don't want to just make something or create something for someone just to say you sold it, you actually want to make money. But one thing I've realized, you know, when you know your clientele, you know, like my clientele, they've invested a lot of time in me and their child to help them reach the top level of whatever it is that they've done. And um, with that, you know, comes a lot of change, you know, and, uh, you know, it's a big transition from high school to college or whatever. And sometimes they, they need some support, you know, they need somebody to talk to, they want someone to share with them memories or whatever. And what I, what that equates for me is also time. And what is time? Time is money, right? So my prices have to reflect that so that I can give them the best service possible. Yeah. And so some people might come to my website and say, whoa, you know, like she charges a lot for what she does. And you know, I do, and I'm totally okay with it because I need fewer clients so that I can give them the level of service that I know they need um, to walk them through this experience. Because for me, again, it's not just a transaction. You know, it truly is an experience. Um, you know, it's a it's a big shift of life, and I understand that. So I just want to encourage people. You know, don't be afraid to you know price yourself at a point where you know you really can dive in and uh, you know like incorporate all these things that you're learning about you know your client from Pinterest and other marketing channels, and really like serve them at the highest level because that, aside from my actual product product itself, you know and the quality of that product, that experience and that care and that time is the other thing that's really important to me. And if my prices are too low, I can't do that because I'm too busy, you know, I'm rushing, all of those type of things. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, definitely. I think pricing is a problem with most people because they think the higher I price it, the less people come, but they don't understand that that one price you you get paid for can take care of 10 different people that you are trying to get at the same time 
Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know, especially from a business that started out of like maybe a financial need. Like my business started out of a financial need. I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I was a teacher. My husband was a teacher, and so times were tough, <laughs> you know, um, in our first world problems over here. But um, you know. I started out of a place of need, so it, it took me a little bit to make that mindset shift that, oh no, you know, if I charge my prices, or if I change my prices and um, raise my prices, people like me back then won't be able to afford this amazing product. But what I also didn't realize is in the time, the last 10 years that I've been doing this, other people have come into the marketplace, and guess what? they're selling their product at a lower end, you know, a lower price point. So the people that need it at the lower price point can still get it. And so therefore I can do what I do best, which is customer service, you know, in addition to my amazing craftsmanship, you know, <laughs> but I can do that better at a higher price point and people who, who need the lower price point can still get what they need from someone else. So, you know, kind of just changing your mindset to realize, you know, you don't have to take care of everybody, but you can find a group of people that you can serve really, really well, and that's okay. That's really important, I think, in pricing. I'm yeah. sorry, I took us way off of Pinterest on that no, one. No, it's <laughs> important because people don't see these things. People go on Pinterest and they see something is $24, something is $50. They're wondering, why is it so expensive? And yet you wonder, how am I going to take care of my business if you don't take care of me? <laughs> you know? So it's, it's that kind of procedure that requires discipline and i think once people understand that it makes a lot of sense because for me i i see exactly what you mean when it comes out of a need when i build this business when i build this omni-channel experience people call i didn't just do it because i wanted to be famous or because i wanted to hear i wanted to help people that's why i said you know what i do music i'm a musician but i'd rather hear someone tell me that they heard my podcast and they got inspired to build a business or start something than me just singing my heart away and everybody's just you know singing la 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 yeah it's great you know but i also think too that because i have that musical element i've been able to infuse that with business and really create a solving problem platform that helps people with innovation inspiration we're talking about music you hear sounds, you feel inspired, you hear good music, you remember the good old times. So music is a, it's a, I think Quincy Jones said the two most important things on earth, you know, when we talk about being on earth is music and water, you know, God created these things, music and water. So when you think about how they impact our lives, health, wellness, all this great stuff, we also understand that it boosts a lot of things for us. And because I said music, the reason why I put this is I wanted to ask you this. I've never gotten to ask you this question, which would be our final question. <laughs> if you apply music to Pinterest business strategies, your pins, your boards, anything that idea pins, if you have music in it and another one like an A-B testing doesn't have music in it, do you see a difference in conversion and engagement? You know, I haven't compared the two, um, but I will say this. Right now, Pinterest doesn't have a lot of music options. Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of like a generic, um, happy, inspiring, motivating, whatever. You know what I mean? And they're short little tracks. And, and some of them are good. And I like, I love happy music. You know, like happy, nostalgic music. Just, uh, you know, 
I love it, you know, and it makes sense for my business too, um, for what I do. But that, those type of instrumentals, you know, really, you know, touch my heart, giving the goosebumps, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really noticed um, music playing a big part on Pinterest, just because so many people are scrolling on their phones, and you know, they're they're using their phones. Um, everywhere you know and if they don't have headphones and they're in public a lot of times they're not listening you know there's no sound so you know i don't know if that's you know the the major factor or you know i really would just have to go back and compare those idea pins you know um but i will tell you this and some of my pins i they're very simple you know it's my husband holding you know the collage that i've made or whatever and he kind of turns it like this and behind our house is a farm. It's not our farm, but it's somebody else's farm. And so there's lots of birds chirping and every once in a while my son will, you know, be shouting something in the background. We're like, we're taking a video, you know? <laughs> um, but those are the sounds, the sounds of light that have been in, in some of my videos. And although there were times I didn't realize those sounds were in there and I was kind of embarrassed later, you know, even the sounds of life can connect with your dream person, you know, because they realize there's a human being behind the computer. You know, I had someone in a chat the other day that, you know, was chatting with me through um, website and she told me, she like, I said, I'll, I'll create an invoice for this, you know, because it was kind of a custom thing. And she said, I really appreciate that because I like to talk to a person. And I said, hey, just so you know, I'm a living, breathing person, and you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a chatbot, whatever. This is Crystal. I'm talking directly to you. I'm going to take care of you. So I think even just those simple videos, those simple things that just show, you know, hey, we can connect on a human level. Like those are still powerful too. You know, even without all of the music options that you have on like Instagram. Yeah. Or, you know, if I'm not fake. And I can't make my own tracks, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think if they also incorporate that, it's going to also change creators because creators on Instagram, creators on TikTok, they love using music to express themselves. So if Pinterest can also consider that, I think that will also really change the, the experience for people. Yeah, I mean, and could you imagine, like, they don't even have that right now. Could you imagine how that would just you know, blow up the creators of, you know, music creators experience because there's just another, I mean, a search engine that they can, you know, create music for. I mean, that's, that's a great idea in favor. So yeah, Pinterest better listen. <laughs> yeah. You need to go pitch them. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely, but this has been amazing, Crystal. Knowing you for about six months plus on Clubhouse and now meeting you here has been amazing. And I, I'm, I'm just happy that we're able to connect today. Yeah, thank you so much. This time went by so fast, you know, so um, I hope that we can do it again sometime. Um, but yeah, definitely, I, I love chatting with you on Clubhouse. And what you've taught me about SEO, you know, I mean, it, it really is life-changing, you know, because I always thought I needed to depend on so many different channels. And as much as I love Pinterest, I never thought about the fact that um, it was like a greatest love of all moment, you know, like my website. I need to love myself, you know, I need to love my website and make sure my website is, you know, it's 
SEO optimized and all that type of stuff that he's got keywords going on so that if all the other platforms fell, I can still be found on the internet, you know? And so I'm working really hard to get to the first page of Google, um, implementing all the things that you've talked about. I, I went ahead and bought the subscription that Uber suggests, you know, I'm all in hey. on the SEO revolution. Ooh, let me give you one pro tip because you said that. When you have the Uber suggest option and you have the paid plan, there's a section that tells you to choose the keywords you want to rank for. And then you're going to get weekly emails letting you know how far you're performing. Okay. I'll give, I'll tell you more about that. I'll double check that. Yeah. I think yesterday was the first day that I actually put in the keywords that I wanted to bring. Oh, perfect. You're on the right track. So you're going to start seeing every month. You're going to start getting graphs and I'm really happy to see that. I can't wait to see what I see on Uber suggest for you. Yeah, six months, six months, and we'll find out how it's going. Exactly. If there's any way they can reach out to you and they probably want to connect with you, what are the best options they have? Okay, well, if you've got a senior in your life, um, you can read me um, after at the website um, loveyourseniors.com. Um, and that'll take you to my website where I sell photo props and um, senior night gifts. If you are interested in getting some support in connecting your Shopify and your, you can follow me over on Instagram at pin my Shopify. Um, and you can also um, get pinforbusiness.com. Um, that's my Pinterest website. So um, either place, I'm on Clubhouse at Crystal Waddell. Um, my DMs are always open. I love to talk if you can't tell. So um, please feel free to talk. If you have any questions, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Crystal. And I'm definitely looking forward to bringing you back here again. Woo-hoo. All right. Thanks so much for having me, Favor. You're welcome.